0: Four years ago Saturday, Sandy struck the city. And as we continue our series about the region's recovery and resilience, we take a look at the Build It Back program for storm-damaged homes in the city. After years of complaints that the program was moving too slowly, now it seems it moved too quickly. WNYC's Matthew Sherman reports hundreds of homeowners were dropped from Build It Back in the past year alone.
1: He's we're, a good uh, I trust Pat, him. Pat
0: Sullivan yeah, lives in a no small bungalow on go. Staten Island just a few feet above sea level, with her two daughters, her mom, and a very handsome golden retriever. you want to, say hello to the radio? <laughs> when Sandy hit, Sullivan managed to get her mother, who's disabled, on top of the roof. Then a neighbor swam over and boosted Sullivan up. Otherwise, they'd have drowned. The dog she had at the time wasn't as lucky. So, a couple of years ago, she went back to the shelter for Rex.
1: yeah. He had that, like, ASPCA face on. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I'm homeless. So I was like, I know what that feels like.
0: Her house got repaired pretty quickly. New sheetrock, new appliances, new floors. But it was still just two feet above the ground, which meant it would likely flood again. So she applied to the city's Sandy program for homeowners. Build it back.
1: These storms are coming up like crazy. Haiti, I mean, how many people did they lose?
0: After a lot of back and forth, Build It Back told her it would knock down her house and build a new one, about 14 feet up off the ground. She shows me the blueprints.
1: There's the house. It's very thin. (laughs) Very thin. And tall? Tall, yeah. They would put a lift, an outdoor one. So that your mother could go up in a wheelchair? Yeah. But then the trouble began. There was no second door. So with the handicap, mom... You need, you know, an emergency door to get out. So the city's
0: architects drew in an exit door in the rear bedroom.
1: And then they told me that uh, they had to redo the bathroom because it wasn't wide enough for her to turn around with the wheelchair.
0: But before she got a revised blueprint, Sullivan said program officials told her to come down to the office with her mom and sign the grant agreement to let work proceed.
1: They were just pressuring me to sign, 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 and like the uh, blueprints weren't completed.
0: She was given two weeks to comply. It was during the heat wave in July. She had to bring her mother with her. Her mother didn't like the idea of the new house being so high up in the air anyway. So Sullivan didn't do anything. This week, she got a letter saying she was withdrawn from the Build It Back program.
1: They kept just calling me to tell me I had to sign that they have a deadline. That's what their priority was to, you know, comply in their deadlines. And they told me that that's it. They're not making another blueprint or, you know, doing anything else over. Deadlines.
0: Mayor de Blasio set one for himself last year on the Sandy anniversary to complete all Build-It-Back construction by the end of 2016.
1: It is a very tough deadline. I'm not minimizing how much of a challenge it is. But we believe if we give it all we got, we can get it done.
0: That goal was widely applauded as long overdue until last week when the mayor admitted he wouldn't be finished by December after all. But along the way, the Build It Back program had set up internal deadlines for staff, contractors, and homeowners. Margaret Becker of Legal Services NYC says some applicants just gave up.
1: They're told that you must do X within 14 days.
0: Over the past 12 months, Build It Back statistics show that about 900 applicants have dropped out or been removed from the program. It's hard to say why in each case, but Becker says it has a lot to do with deadlines these homeowners just couldn't meet.
1: These 14-day deadlines are being enforced as if what the program needs is to start kicking these homeowners forward, right? And the consequence is they are kicking these homeowners out of the program's.
0: The Build It Back program has lost more than half of its original caseload during its short three-year lifespan. It started with more than 20,000 registrants. Now it's down to less than 9,000. Most fell away early. They got help from charity, sold or moved away, or didn't even bother finishing the application. But if you were still on the rolls as of last fall, that probably meant you still needed help to rebuild. I can't help but think that the program's run out of money. And that they are just looking for any excuse to leave people, you know, in a lurch. That's Emily Premiani speaking about her mother, Amelia, who applied to Build-It-Back three years ago. We only received one letter, and the letter happened to be the letter that was telling us that we were removed from the program due to um, lack of, you know, any contact. Emily took charge of her mother's Build-It-Back case more than two years ago from her estranged older brother. But Emily says Build It Back was still using his contact information. Her mother appealed to get back into the program, but lost. She's in a catch-22 now. She can't afford to elevate without Build It Back's help. And without being elevated out of the danger zone, she can't afford flood insurance. And without flood insurance, FEMA says it won't give her emergency money if the house floods again. So she's going to be left without any coverage from flood insurance and no FEMA help. The Build It Back program is in its own Catch-22, caught between the public perception it was moving too slowly and the consequences of moving too quickly. Build It Back director Amy Peterson.
1: This program is incredibly challenging. It is not the type of program that probably should have been started, and and, um, it's not what we'll do in the future.
0: In the past year alone, more than 1,000 homes have been completed. Officials attribute that success in part on placing deadlines on themselves, contractors, and homeowners. When necessary, Peterson says they do grant extensions.
1: Setting deadlines throughout the process is important to move people forward. But we have homeowners who deal with issues, who have financial issues, serious illnesses, and we allow them to pause in their process. Advocates
0: say the bureaucracy is so hard to crack that only homeowners with lawyers or social workers really manage to get those deadline extensions, or a journalist. Just yesterday, after WNYC inquired about her case, Pat Sullivan got reinstated to build it back. The same morning, Emily Primiani also heard from a nonprofit, Project Uplift, that said it would try to elevate her mother's house. For WNYC, I'm Matthew Sherman. WNYC's Resiliency Reporting is supported by the Rockefeller Foundation. For more information, go to rockfound.org. Do you remember voting in the dark a week after Sandy hit back in 2012? Share your stories of heading to the polls in a disaster zone. Tweet us at WNYC or leave a voicemail at 855-8MY-WNYC. That's 855-869-9692. We may play your comments on the air.